Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 crap and KSLQ 104.5. They're all together. And uh, what are we together for? Well, we're together to uh, hear and see something. Matter of fact, what are we going to see? That's what we're going to see. <laughs> and it begins. And I would moon her. <laughs> you never know if I was telling the truth or not. This is Brad. Do you know who I am? This is Shelly. I'm an FAA engineer. Scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> <laughs> that just doesn't get old. I'm sorry. 621. It's Tuesday. So did you have a good three-day weekend? You know, I did. You know, we were supposed to go on the air yesterday. I was waiting for you to, and you never called. So I thought, well, guess when I go on the air? <laughs> no, because yeah. Friday you said that um, we were going to take Monday off. No, I said we're going to do Monday. That's not what you said. I did. I said I, I, I said we were going to do Monday, and you weren't here. So you know, I can't do the show without you. So I just didn't do anything. I see. You can do the phone net without me just fine. Thank Actually, so I had a, I had a guest host yesterday. It was pretty interesting. You know what one of the things he said was? What? There's not a single thing a man can do that a woman can't do as well or better. Not a single thing. He was really good. He was the guest host. You didn't just listen yesterday. You didn't listen. You said you didn't go on. He did it from his show from his home in Delaware. And 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 by the way, I did listen. And you didn't go on. I, you know, I, I have to tell you. What are you going to tell me? You know how I am about the deal with vacations and stuff like that, okay? Yes, yes. Oh, man, this guy just takes too many vacations. He took the weekend in Delaware. And yesterday... Well, running the country <laughs> is, is, a, is a rigorous job. Yeah, but, you know, once again, I said, I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Donald Trump or Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or... You know, Corky the Clown. I don't care who it is. If you're the president, what do we figure out? 365 times 4 was how, what, 1,460 days? Yep. Work those days in a row. No days off, no time on the golf course. At least Biden doesn't play golf. Maybe he does play golf. I don't know. You know, maybe, But, you know, I've never seen him play. So 365 times 4 is uh, 1,296. I was wrong. Uh, 365 times 4. So... No, why, why, let me do that again. My calculator's not working right. Times four. 1460. How did I get that other number? 365 times four. 1460. 1,460 days. Work those days in a row. Just every single day. Because you're the, you know, it used to, it used to be the most powerful man in the, in the United States or in the country or in the world. I don't think that's the case anymore. I think it's the dude in in. in Kabul, who's you know, controlling everything now, but just work 1,460 1, days. You know, every single day, come, you know, wake up, run the country, go back to bed at night, and wake up the next morning. No golf, no, no, like with with Trump, no Mar a Lago, no, you know, Delaware like Biden. Where did where did uh, where did uh, where did Obama go all the time? Do you remember? Where did he go? When he was gone, he probably didn't go, Chicago. I don't think he did. I don't think he he didn't he didn't he didn't have a place in Chicago. Mayor sold his house in Chicago. He's got a fancy schmancy place in Chicago now. Uh, but just work every single day, every single day, 
And people go, well, he needs a vacation. No, he's the president. He's like a special person. He's the only one. And think about it for a minute. You know, think about what you do in a day that you wouldn't have to do if you were the president. You know, like you got Instacart. You wouldn't even have to do Instacart. Gross, you know, because the the White House chef, if you get hungry for a pizza at 3 o'clock in the morning, the White House chef is there and he makes you a pizza. You don't have to call Domino's or, or you know, any of the delivery people, you know, Papa John's. You just, you know, hey, make me a pizza. If you want to go somewhere, if you want to, you know, jump on a plane at 2 o'clock in the morning and you got somebody, <laughs> somebody you don't like and you buzz their house and wake them up to it, wouldn't that be funny? <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? Time to buzz the tower, <laughs> goose. <laughs> if you're the president and someone annoys you, you go like, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to get the Air Force One, that big old 747, and we're going to buzz the guy's house at about 500 feet at 2 o'clock in the morning. That'll wake him up. <laughs> we won't be able to sleep like that. Anyway, 626. A lot of stuff to talk about this morning. Can I tell you, you something? That you I've... missed me, didn't you? I did. Can I tell you something I've been following, which has turned into like, unbelievable story it's what? just bizarre what? are you familiar, familiar with this case that is seems like it just doesn't end and it gets weirder and weirder and weirder with this case down in north carolina with the murdoch family you know what i'm talking about no this is really bizarre um s- excuse me south carolina south carolina it goes back five or six years ago a guy supposedly is killed on the highway, hit by a car, but it doesn't quite look look correct, okay? And there's some weird stuff going on with this, and the state police investigate, and they're going like, well, we don't know if this guy looks like he was hit by a truck or a car or something like that. And that's number one. Then in 2019, the son, this, the, it's M-U-R-D-A-U-G-H, the son of Alex Murdoch. And keep in mind, the thing that's interesting about it is this is a family that has been in the control of the process. I guess, I don't know what they call it in South Carolina. It's I think it's called the solicitor in South Carolina. But it would be like the prosecuting attorney. It would be like Wesley Bell in uh, St. Louis County, um, who is it, Jack Bannis in, in St. Charles County, Kim Gardner in St. Louis City, okay? This family has been essentially in control of this office for three generations. And there have been all these accusations through the years that these family members have gotten away with, quote-unquote, murder. So, okay, go back 2019 or 2015, a guy's hit on the highway. 2019, the son of this Alex Murdoch guy his son is involved in a boating accident and he's drunk. At least they, everybody claims he was drunk. He refused the alcohol test. Uh, a woman was killed. A young woman was killed on the boat and everybody on the boat was injured. Supposedly they were flying along like, you know, I don't know, 30, 40 knots at two o'clock in the morning it was dark and he hit something else and he killed all these people. He killed one person and, and severely injured. Okay. So that was 2019. So he's up, facing manslaughter charges and stuff like that. So about, I think it was June, this Alex Murdoch, his wife, he shows up at his at his farm. He's got this huge farm in South Carolina. Shows up at his farm and finds out that his wife and his son, the son who is being accused of murder in this boating accident, are shot to death. They're, they're, both, they're both murdered. So over the weekend... 
he's driving somewhere and supposedly has a flat tire and he claims that somebody passed by saw him some guy in a pickup truck came back around and shot him and hit him in the head but just grazed him didn't didn't like the bullet didn't penetrate his skull or anything like that just went you know got him you know in the head but not not you know i mean had to take him to the hospital the whole bit so then and this is all just like in the last 72 hours then he resigns from his law firm and decides that he's got to go into rehab. I'm going like, God, this is weird. And all along they're claiming all these crazy weird things that happened are all due to the fact that this family is a crazy weird family, that they do all sorts of illegal things, and they never get caught because of the fact that they're the prosecuting attorneys. And apparently in, um, in these other states like in South Carolina, apparently you can be the prosecuting attorney or whatever they call the solicitor, and you can still run your legal practice because he supposedly has this very powerful legal practice and they're like the like the super, 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 super powerful attorneys in South Carolina. And it's like, God, this is weird. And the 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 uh, they now they're going back and thinking that somehow or another that this kid who was found killed on the highway, who was hit by a car, actually wasn't hit by a car he was murdered by this this the son then who was in the boating accident who killed this girl and then him and his mom were murdered and then the father now somebody's shooting at him and it's like okay how long is it going to be till this is on uh what's the what's the show that nbc does um you know has the guy the the sort of the creepy old dude unsolved mystery no what's what's this is this is a lifetime movie, is what this I, well, is. I know, and it and it's like once again, it's this powerful family, and and it's like making national headlines. And now there are people going like, okay, the thing that happened over the weekend, they're going like, okay, that wasn't somebody who shot him; he tried to kill himself. I see. And and you know, I mean, the whole thing is like, God, this is weird, and it just keeps getting weirder and weirder and weirder. Yeah, and 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 here the smartest woman in the world's following it well too. He says further update. He resigned from his law firm uh, Friday after being confronted with misappropriation of funds. The plot thickens. So that's I mean it's just like the plot thicky. What's what's the name of the show uh, on NBC? Has the guy he sort of like he they did like four different episodes of of the uh, the lady what's her name um, the lady who supposedly framed her 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 friend's husband killed her you know what i'm talking about and then she got the guy and 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 killed him she got she got convicted the of that the one from O'Fallon? yeah 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 what's her name again pamela huff pamela huff pamela huff okay it's like okay i mean when i when i heard that story and what's pamela huff what's it's going to drive me nuts that i can't think of the name of this 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 show um pamela She's back in trial again for now. They're trying her for the they're trying her for the uh, murder. Uh, Pamela Huff. What's the TV show? Pamela Huff. KTRS. Uh, I can't find it. How would you like to be have the same name? You know, it's sort of interesting because of the fact that that you know you don't realize until the internet came along. You don't realize how many people have your same name. For example, all the different jelly bars. There's another Pamela Huff who's a registered patent and trademark attorney. <laughs> so it's like the same. What is the name of the program? It's going to drive me crazy. 
Smartest woman in the world or no. Dateline. That's what it is. Dateline. And what's the guy's... I didn't name? think that was still on. Oh, my God, yes. They still do. And, you know, and this was oh, like... Well, this I don't was watch like regular TV, so... Five or six part series for Dateline. You know, I mean, like, you know, and... and yeah, uh, five or six part series. Anyway, the, the Dateline thing is to the point where it's like... And what's the guy's name? Keith? I think he's sort of creepy myself. Keith... Keith, the Dateline man? Yeah, the guy who's the... And, and Keith... It used to be somebody different, didn't it? Nah, it's been a bunch of different people. Keith, Dateline... Um, Keith Morrison. I didn't, Oh, he's from Canada. I didn't know that. For NBC. Uh, born... He, God, he's 74 years old. Born in Lloyd, Lloyd... He's not as old as me. I'm 86. Anyway, he sort of talks like that. He has that, and then you're not going to believe what happened. Dateline's one of the shows that if you took out all the different, you know, stuff they throw in there, you could tell the story in 20 minutes. But yet they turn it into a three-part series, you know, three of course 60 they do. minutes. And then, mm-hmm. and then the commercial comes on, you know, stuff like that. Anyway, uh, this, if you, this, this story gets so bizarre because of the fact that, you know, it involves now, now one, two, three, four murders. Well, actually, three murders, one uh, accidental homicide. Um, and it's to the point where everybody's claiming that it's all because of the fact that they're powerful people and they don't get in trouble. And you know what? It's sort of like, and I'm not trying to uh, throw things out, but it's uh, sort of like Augie Bush the Fourth. Remember the deal with him? Um, I don't think I do. When he was a young guy, when he was a young guy, he was he was involved in a car accident where a woman a, a woman he was dating was killed okay then some years ago uh that was going way back because Augie Bush IV guy he's got to be in his 60s now uh no way oh yeah 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 no, no, yeah. no no yeah, no yeah 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 I I, I bet you anybody I mean by his he's at least 60 August I, Bush no I'll take that bet I don't agree here it is right here in August Bush IV um Born in 64, which makes him 57. 57. He's almost 60. Okay. Years ago, he was involved. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I win that bet? Yeah, you did. Uh, He's the great, great grandson of Anheuser-Busch founder (laughs) Adolphus Bush. Education, it doesn't, personal life. Uh, Are you ignoring me? Am I ignoring you? No, I'm not ignoring you. Uh, Hold on a minute. Personal life. But, But we're not reveling on the fact that I won. No, I would never do that. Uh, 1983, accident, uh, Michelle Frederick. At age 19, while attending University of Arizona, Bush was in an auto accident that resulted in the death of his passenger, 21-year-old Michelle Frederick, a local model and waitress. According to witnesses, Bush had left a bar early one morning with Frederick. The vehicle wrecked at a 25-mile-an-hour curve known for accidents. The car flipped, and Frederick flew through the sunroof and was probably killed instantly when the car, car rolled over. Bush left the scene of the accident without informing anyone. When police arrived on the scene hours later, they found several empty Bud Light cans laying near the car. And inside the car, a wallet with two driver's license registered to Bush and a handgun. Deputies found Bush at his Tucson townhome four miles away with blood on his body, a sawed-off shotgun, and a dazed condition exhibiting signs of amnesia. Bush was found to have suffered a skull fracture in the accident after a lengthy investigation by the Pima County blah, 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 1984. Pima County attorney, he was not charging Bush with any wrongdoing. Okay, then he got into a, a car chase in downtown St. Louis where the police tried to pull him over. I think he was driving it like... Some kind of like super expensive, like a Maserati or something like that. And they try to pull him over. Now, what kind? What does it matter? What type of car he was driving, Brad? It does. 
Why? Because, see, that's the way news works. Because if the guy was driving a hoopty, if the like, guy was driving like my $300 car, they would never say, and he was driving a $300 car. But if I had a Ferrari, they would say, and he's driving his Ferrari. Because it's the snootiness of the news. Because yes, I agree. I agree with you. That it's to the point where if someone gets pulled over and they're driving, you know, a 78 Chevy Impala, they're not going to say, and he was driving a 78 Chevy Impala. But if the guy gets pulled over and he's driving like a, you know, a rare car, like, and and he was pulled over driving his 1934 Duesenberg, you know, I mean, like, okay, because in fact, it's snootiness by the news. It's like, it's like for a while. You know, SUVs would kill people. You know, SUVs, you know, SUVs, you'd see in the paper. And he was killed when an SUV hit him. Okay? What if it were like just a pickup truck? Would you put in there it was a Ford F-150? No. Anyway. So so the idea being that uh, all these crazy things. And then he had the gal after he resigned, after they sold to uh, InBev, he had the gal overdose in his house. Yeah, but you, when you're going to sit there and party like an animal, things like that can happen. Well, but, yeah, car chase 1985. Bush was arrested at the age of 20 in St. Louis after leading undercover police in an unmarked car on a chase with speeds reaching 85 to 90 miles an hour at Kings Highway Boulevard. Um, and uh, he was returning from visiting PT Sports Cabaret, a strip bar in Sauget, Illinois. The officers entered the chase by shooting out the tire of Bush's car. Bush claimed he thought they were attempting to kidnap him. The police accused him of trying to run over two officers with his Mercedes. Bush was acquitted of assault. And then 2010, date the death of Adrian Nicole Martin. On Sunday, December 19, 2010, Adrian Nicole Martin, 27-year-old divorcee and part-time waitress who had been dating Bush for about two years, was found dead at Bush's home in Huntley, Missouri. Bush was at the house at the time, and a household employee called 911. His, uh, her mother and her daughter were happy was happy with Bush, and Adrian's Martin obituary would describe Bush as the love of her life. She OD'd on cocaine. I think they finally came out. And then he got in the deal where, where he flew his helicopter over to that doctor's office in Collinsville, I think it was. And they and they, they arrested him. God, that's so weird. Oh, he used to land at the quarry all the time. Out in, uh, the technic, what is that? In I think that's unincorporated. Off of Highway Z? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it's, it's, he sure did. It's unincorporated. You know why? The guy who owns that is a helicopter pilot as well, too. I know. I've met that guy before. Oh. Yeah. It was pretty neat, actually. What, when he landed his helicopter? Yeah, and when he took off. <laughs> can, can I tell you a weird story? <laughs> Always tell me a weird story, Brad. Landing helicopters, you know, I mean, there's laws against, you know, if if you wake up in the middle of the night, you don't can't get to, can't get to sleep, and you want to go back to sleep, open up, like, you know, a web page to laws in your area. I mean, there are laws on the books you wouldn't believe. Like, for example, in a lot of places, it's illegal to land a helicopter. And why is that? Why is it illegal to land a helicopter? Because no, no appropriate um, markings, for one. No, helicopter can land anywhere. You can land anywhere. No, I know they can. They're, they're capable of doing that. But they don't want people to because they don't have... Why? Why don't they want appropriate, people? Appropriate. Um, you can land anywhere. You can land in somebody's backyard. Alan Barklage, he lived off of a subdivision off of uh, of O'Fallon Road, right there uh, off of ninety four. Okay, and he had a house 
that the back of his house, there was, I think it was a farm field. I think it's a subdivision now, but there was a farm field back there. He used to fly home for lunch and land in the farm field behind his house, jump over the fence, have lunch, go jump back over the fence, get in his helicopter, fly back wherever he was going. Do it all the time. Nobody ever complained because that's St. Charles County. People in St. Charles County are smart. They don't, they're not weird like people in Webster Groves and things like that, you know. Oh my true. God! It's he, he landed a helicopter. He bothered my cat. My cat couldn't go back. My cat couldn't sleep for three days after the helicopter landed. <laughs> right? No, that's about right. <laughs> Six forty-one. Oh, you want to get out of this one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> here's here's Shelly's little tell that when she decides that we're going in a bad direction, she throws out the time, which is the cue for me to call start commercials. Okay. So let me let me do that. Let me get back. Let me get into the I, I wasn't ready for the commercials. I'm gonna hit the button and um here we're uh, we do it again. It's six forty one. And I would moon her. Oh the button did work. Okay. One more time. Try it again. Mm-hmm. Come on. It's six forty two. I'm hitting the button, nothing happening. People should not be walking around with masks. I'm hitting the button. Nothing's going to try it one more time. 642. I don't know what's going on. Try it one more time. Doink. What did you ruin the 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 masterpiece of recording that you got of me? Yeah, yeah, do do it one more time. It's 643. My neighbors never talk to me anyway because they think I don't own a bra. It's still not working. One more time. It's not working. You broke it. Let's move on. 643. What does the fox say? (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I couldn't resist. 643. Westplex 107.1, 648 is BS in the morning. Uh, we are on three different stations, I should say that, not just Westplex 107.1, also AM 1350 crap and KSLQ 104.5. Shelly, uh, so three-day weekend, uh, would you consider it successful? Did you just relax, get a lot of stuff done? What would you do? I, I would consider my weekend successful. Really? Yes. So you got things done? I did. I marketplaced my butt off. <laughs> You buy stuff or sell stuff? Uh, both. <laughs> what did you sell? Um, some stuff that we had in the office. What did you buy? I bought a wall desk and a uh, Craftmatic adjustable bed. Really? Mm-hmm. How much? And can I, can I be nosy? How much was that? What? How much did you pay for that? The bed? Yeah. Hundred dollars. Now is that with mattresses and the whole bit? Yep. Really? Aren't they like yeah. expensive, like a couple thousand dollars, something like that? They're, they're. Um, she said she paid a, I think fifteen hundred for it. Can I tell you something? Sure. You know you're old when you buy a Craftmatic. You you're not lying. <laughs> you know you're old and you've been with your doctor a long time when he suggests that you buy a Craftmatic. Because remember the commercials that always shows like like people who are 110 years old. We love our Craftmatic bed. We never get out of it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, yes, there are. You know, there's certain things, maybe it's because, you know, because I'm a, I'm a old, real old guy, 86, you know, there's certain things that I will not do just because of the fact that I don't want to look like an old person. And that's one of them. Buy a Craftmatic adjustable bed? Would never have one. 
would never well, have one. Well, we didn't want a hospital bed. We Ma- wanted something that would do the job, that would be able to lift both the head and the feet, right? and not look like a hospital. Matter of fact, I don't have any bed, have not had a bed for a long time. It's a, isn't it funny? I tell people that, and people go, what? You don't have a bed? Nope, haven't had a bed in 17 years. Well, I think that's just silly. Why is that silly? If it works for me. It, if it works for you, then it's not silly. What? If you sit there and, that, and that's, you know, you get tucked in on the floor, all power to you. I sleep, if that's, if, I sleep if that's on the, what is comfortable to you. I sleep on the floor and I have for 17 years. Sleep on the floor. I have, matter of fact, I have, all I have is I have a camping mat. You know what I'm talking about? One of those mats you roll up I and do. put in your like bank pack, backpack. I have a camping mat. And the reason I have that is is just one of those things because um, it it keeps the, the heat. The camping mat, mat is not necessarily for comfort. It's supposedly to keep the, the cold off of you when you're like camping in the winter, you know, or, or not necessarily in the summer. Well, it's, it's supposed to do that. If the ground's warm, it's supposed to keep the heat off you, but mainly it keeps the cold off you in the, in the winter because if you lay on the floor, it gets sort of cold. So I have a camping mat and that's it. And, and you know what? I what? don't, I don't have a Mr. Pillow or my pillow. You know, I was wondering about that. I don't have, I, you know, if I told you a funny story, <laughs> I shouldn't tell this story. I have a pillow that my son moved out, and he left a bunch of pillows, and they were all like, I think at the point his, my son's roommate had a dog, and I think the dog urinated on these pillows. So I just put them in the washing machine with a lot of bleach and just, you know, just you know, cleaned them up, washed them a couple times. And that's what I use. I, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you just sit there as long as you bleached them. You know, you know what I did on Sunday morning? It's gotten to the point where for the third weekend in a row, God, I love this show. I listen to what? the I listen to the Jesus Christ show. And I keep telling people about this and nobody believes me. On the new talk station, 104.9, The Patriot, they have the show. I think it runs from nine to noon. And it's on and it's and the first time I heard it, I thought to myself, okay, this is a joke. There's a big promo comes on. Bum, 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 you know, like all this ethereal music, and then this announcer comes on and he says the man who created our, the, oh, I can't remember what he says, but it's like, like, here he is, Jesus Christ. And this guy comes on. Good morning, I'm Jesus Christ. Phone lines are open. You can call me and ask me questions. And the guy is Jesus Christ. Now, he claims he's Jesus Christ. I don't think he is. But he takes questions. And people call, hey, Jesus, I've got a question. And people ask him questions. And it's fascinating. See, I think that's sacrilegious. It, oh, it's fascinating. The Jesus Christ I show. don't think it's fascinating at all, it's actually. It's been on the air since 2008. It's on like hundreds of radio stations around the country. I'm thinking to myself, why have I never heard this show before? The Jesus Christ show. Now, what's really interesting, you know what he talked about? And this was really interesting. He gives, I mean, of course he's Jesus Christ. We, he's like the smartest man in the world. He's smarter than, 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 than you know, RT. Uh, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Anyway, he's the smartest man in the world, and a guy oh. calls up and says, <laughs> and says, and says, Jesus, um, I, what do you think? I don't like the fact that all these these Afghanistan people are coming to the United States, and I don't think that it's right that they're bringing their religion, and and I, I think it's wrong that we're taking these people in because you know what? They they let that that was their country, and it's screwed up. They should just have to stay there, and they shouldn't be able to come to the United States and come to. To you know, to be a you know refugee, 
And Jesus said, son, do you consider yourself a Christian? And he says, yes, I do. Well, and then he goes in off on him. And essentially he says to him, which is interesting. I even wrote this down. He says, religion should not be a part of partisanship. So, and which is interesting because the whole, the whole conservative movement, you know, people, I'm a conservative Christian. Okay. So if you're conservative and you're like a Jew, does that make any sense? I'm a conservative Jew. Why is it? And remember when, 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 when we had the election in 2020, remember they always talk about, you know, and Donald Trump is still very strong with the evangelical Christians. Okay. How's he doing with the, the people who are atheists? How's he do with people who are agnostics? How, how's he do with people who are Christian scientists and, and Mormons? You know, I mean, and why is it that you have a certain religion? Why should you have a certain, uh, uh, partisanship? You know what I'm saying? And his point was that if you are a Christian, you should put partisanship aside. And partisanship should not be in, used in the same breath as being a Christian. You should never not say, I'm a conservative Christian, which I thought to myself, God, this guy's good. But of course, he's Jesus Christ. Yeah, well. <laughs> this box. Oh, let me tell you. I also, whoa, 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 in my midst of marketplacing. Before you go any further. This bothers you, this show's on the air, doesn't it? It bothers you. It does. Okay. Can I finish my story? No. <laughs> but go ahead anyway. Thank you. So I've been trying to work on my husband's man cave for a month, which involved taking desks out, cleaning out the garage to make move for said desks, and then um, making a place for the new desk to be stationed to come inside the house. Well, it was a lot for me. And you helped me more than you know. When you were not helping me, I had um, some missionaries of the Mormon Church help me. I, I helped I help, I help Shelley because of the fact that me being a conservative Christian, I said a prayer. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Keep anyway. <laughs> You're not going to go for that. You're not going to go for <laughs> anyway, that. Anyway, but they're going to bless me. They're going to come back and bless when they're dressed appropriately, they said. So um, anyway, they came over and they, um, first they helped me clean out the garage. This is like in three steps. They helped me clean out the garage. Then they moved the stuff from the office to the garage. And then after we moved that butt-heavy desk... <laughs> Thank you, Brad. <laughs> um, to the house, it was a lot. So they came and they helped me move it back into the house. Why did you think David's man cave? Why did you thank me when the when the the Mormon guys did that? And by the way, uh, by the way, how, how did because you, you helped me get it out how to did, my house? How do you get these? How do you get these people? Do you call one eight hundred Mormon or what? How no, do you... um, I actually um, our friend, my friend and yours, Caleb Hunter. That's right. That's who's right. a Mormon. Um, I put out on Facebook that I just needed some help, and he said, call these guys. So I did, and that's how I got them. They're missionaries. Right. They're young guys. They have to do, they ride around, typically they ride around their bicycles with their white shirts and their ties on, stuff like that. And I'm not making fun of them. They came to my house one time, and I sat on the porch and talked to them for like an hour and a half. We had a great conversation. Fascinating, aren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you know what's... And just good humans. I mean, just... Well, they're like Caleb. I mean, just good humans. Right, right. 
I, I, these, these young men were so, I mean, just wonderful. Through the years, I've had several Mormon friends. And I've had, I've had uh, matter of fact, I, I had a, uh, well, I won't say this. I'll get him. People might figure out who this is. I got stuck in L.A. once, and I ended up calling a friend of mine that I knew who was Christian scientist. And no, no, yeah, he was Christian scientist. Yeah, Christian scientist. Yeah, anyway. Huge difference in the Mormons. Yeah, right, right. Anyway, I ended up crashing at his at his place. Actually, I ended up crashing at his at his. He was staying with a woman who was Christian scientist in L.A. And I called him up and I said, "Rob, I don't have a hotel room." He says, "Come on over and stay on our place." And I did. That's years ago in L.A. <sighs> Isn't that a movie like Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> it was a bizarre time. Okay, it's six fifty nine. Yep. That's what he said right there. It is KSOQ and Westplex 107.1. I am BS. Uh, no, I'm, what am I? You are BS. <laughs> what am I? <laughs> I don't know. What am I? <laughs> Who are you again? What's your name again now? <laughs> Hi, I'm Shelly Barr. How are Shelley you? Shelly Barr, the lady who buys Craftmatic beds. Uh, <laughs> the Craftmatic adjustable bed. There's a difference. So the next thing you're going to buy, you're going to buy one of those little things you carry around your neck that says, I've fallen and I can't get, can't up. get up. I'm falling. You never know that. If it's on Marketplace, I might. Oh, God. You and Marketplace. I love me some Marketplace, you baby. You and Marketplace. God, God. You don't do Craigslist anymore? I didn't even know Craigslist was around. Oh, my God. Yeah. There's too many weird people on Craigslist. And they're not on Marketplace? Well, I'm not going to well, say that there aren't because I just haven't met up with them. Here's proper etiquette as my son used to buy stuff on Craigslist. And he used to always say, whenever you buy anything on Craigslist, when you go to pick it up, you always make sure you got your gun with you. That's what my son used to say. <laughs> well, I, I purposely don't wear my wedding ring. What? <laughs> no. You take your wedding ring off when you go on, when you go on, on Marketplace? Yes, I do. Weird, 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 weird. Okay. Because if something happens to me, Tiffany will always have my wedding ring. Well, you know, it's funny you should mention that. Whenever I buy something on Craigslist, I never wear underwear. Oh, my God. I forgot it. <laughs> you forgot. There was, I picked up this Craftmatic adjustable bed. It was in this lady's garage because yeah. she was nice enough to get it out of her house. Right. So all I had to do was back up the truck. And she she had a, um, a mat, like a, a, a welcome mat. Right. And it said, hey, nice underwear. Really? <laughs> it did. And I forgot to take a picture of it and send it to you. Well, but that would only be for, for men, for women, though, right? Not necessarily. Well, if you're a man, what are you going to see? If your pants legs? See what kind of underwear you have on? Is that what it is? I, is isn't it intended for women with dresses? Um, I don't know. <laughs> was that I don't know. Was that actually on her front door? It, it No, it was in her garage. She didn't have it outside. She did have it outside of her garage. You know, I'm going to change subjects here. I'm going to say that I know who the smartest woman in the world is, and I know who the smartest man in the world is, but I'm the guy that can predict. I, I'm the guy that can tell you what's going to happen next, Okay. And remember uh -huh. when I saw said that that uh, you know once we have medical marijuana then we have recreational marijuana. Yes. Guess what? What? A campaign to legalize adult cannabis use in Missouri is emphasizing the use of new revenue to automatically expunge nonviolent cannabis related criminal records. Legal Missouri 2022. 
a statewide coalition filed a ballot initiative with the state last week seeking to legalize recreational marijuana use while expunging criminal records for those with low-level marijuana offenses. Marijuana possession accounted for nearly half of all drug-related arrests between 20 and 2018, with almost 21,000 arrests in the state of Missouri in 2018 just alone. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, and get this. The petition would allow all Missourians over the age of 21 to purchase, possess, cultivate, and use marijuana recreationally. A 6% sales tax would be collected and would fund automatic expungements with the remainder split between health care for veterans, the state's public defender systems, and drug addiction treatment. Local governments would also be able to assess their own sales tax up to 3%. I'm telling you, there are mayors and city council people right now who are, are drooling. I'm salivating over there. Oh my God, we get to charge 3% on marijuana. Woo, can't we? we, we, we let, let's close down the high school and make it a marijuana dispensary. We get 3% tax revenue. <sighs> Once again, what did I say? There are some marijuana dispensaries that I thought they had to, they must just barely pass the requirement of not being around a school or a church. It's supposed to be 1,000 feet thousand feet you're supposed to be at least i think that's i don't know if that's a state law or if that's a or if that's like a municipal law but it's thousand feet because remember we we looked at that one place we we're trying to buy and um, the guy says well we tried to sell it to marijuana company but there's a church that's 980 feet down the street i go really so you missed it by 20 feet yeah I missed it by 20 feet okay so here's the deal this is this new group in for 2022 and what they want to do is they want to take the money generated from part of the money generated from the sales tax to clear everybody's record that you got arrested for marijuana possession. I don't know about that. You know, and think about that for a minute. If let, let's say, let's say once upon a time, the speed limits in the state of Missouri on the interstates were 70 miles an hour. Okay. And then, okay. and this is, shows how old I am. Then going back when we had the gas crisis, the first one, and everybody in the country moved the speed limits down to 55. So does that mean that if you got a ticket for, for 80 and a 70 that when they moved the speed limit down to 55 you should have gotten fined more or the other way around let's say you got a let's say when they move the speed limits back up from 55 to like 70 if you're driving down to jefferson city on interstate 70 or como or once you get south of the metro area the, the speed limit goes to 70 miles an hour you go west than 44 it's out near pacific goes to 70 miles an hour let's does that mean that the people who got tickets for doing 55 uh, for 70 and 55, now they're doing the legal, sp legal speed limit. That should be expunged because now it's 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 legal to drive 70 miles an hour, whereas before it didn't. 70 miles picks up between here and Como. That's what I'm saying. But if, but once again, if there if there's a law that they change, why should the old people who were arrested, you know, be have it expunged? Anyway, that's what, the whole thing. Another provision. Get this. Another provision would create a new category of license aimed at small businesses, a move the group said would bolster disadvantaged communities and add around 144 new businesses across the state. What they're trying to do is they're trying to put these, what they're trying to do with this new, you know, new thing that's going to hit the ballot in 2022, they're trying to make it so that the marijuana dispensaries would be in disadvantaged communities. Like you wouldn't have one in Ladue, you wouldn't have one in Frontenac, you wouldn't have one in the fancy schmancy areas. You'd have one like in Kinlock, or you'd have one like in, in um, what would be another place that would be disadvantaged? Kinlock is about as disadvantaged as you get. Um, and I'm not making fun of Kinlock. I love is, Kinlock. Is it even still a viable community? 
they, there's not much of it left anymore because they took most, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of like they the, took a lot of the houses, did they not? For the stupid airport. You know, once again, they, they, you know, they clear out Bridgeton. They take all those people's homes, especially on the west side of 270, that Carrollton subdivision. The country. Yes. The, 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 I knew people there. And people loved living in that area. Yes, they did. I mean, it was a beautiful, I mean, not, not. A little sleepy community. Right. Nothing, not fancy houses, you know, sort of, you know, no. nice houses. You know, and they had their little swimming pool, which is still there. You drive down in 270, you can still see the little clubhouse. It's still there. All the houses are gone. There's still streets back there. You can drive around the streets. It's like, okay, why did they do that? Oh, a noise abatement. We have to have the, those houses for the, because it's too loud. What did I say years ago? And I made people made fun of me. I go, take all those houses near the airport and give them to deaf people, right? They don't care how loud yep. it is, right? They don't, airplane no. flying over it. 20 feet over their house they don't hear it they might feel it but they don't hear it you know and people i had a guy said i had a guy said to me that's the most the cruelest thing i've ever heard i go why is that cruel you know if if you're deaf you know give somebody a house that's by the airport doesn't bother them you know i mean like i don't quite I, why is that cruel to me it makes sense you're giving them a house they're deaf put them by put them by the airport Anyway, they're saying that they want to put these marijuana dispensaries in, in disadvantaged communities. So, like the rich people in Ladue, you have to drive to Kinlock to get your dope. That's what it would come down to. You think they'd do that? Hey, let's go to Kinlock. We're going to go buy some dope. Put on your Sunday best, kids. <laughs> right. We're going to Kinlock. Hey, let, let, I'm going to fire up the BMW, and we're headed to Kinlock to buy our <laughs> marijuana. I, you know, once again... I don't quite get this whole thing. You know, I don't smoke. I don't, I don't smoke anything. I rarely ever drink. But yet, I'm not against people that do. I'm not one of these people like, well, you shouldn't do that because I don't do it. You shouldn't do it. It's like, hey, whatever floats your boat. It's the, it's the swing your fist rule as far as I'm concerned. Hey, you're right to swing your fist ends the tip of my nose. I don't really care what you do. You know, and, and the other thing, like, over the weekend, I'm telling you, and you're going to get mad at me because you got dogs. What's the top story on three or four new sites? I don't know. Dana Perino's dog died. Who's she? You don't know who she is? No. She's like a, a high muckety-muck government kind of person. She was like she was like um, the spokesperson for George for George W. Bush. Um, let me see if I can find it. There's a big story on a couple different news sites, and I'm going like, okay, we got people trapped in Afghanistan. We got... You know, you know, poor kids being murdered in Chicago with drive-by shootings. We've got all this crazy, weird Antifa stuff, which is still going on on the West Coast. And we have a big story about this lady's dog who died. And all these people are going, oh, my God, the dog was so nice. I can't believe it's dead. Here, let's see if we can find a stupid thing. Um, <laughs> and you're going, oh, my God, excuse me while I purge. Well, it's like the point where it's like, it's like, okay, give me a break. Am I right? No, it's just like it's like why do we have a story about a person's dog that died? And it's like and there's all these people. Oh my god! And then here I'm starting to find it. Uh, here I am. I find Dana's. I'll just type in Dana's dog died. Dana Perino. Dana Perino. P R I N O. Dog. And there'll be a bunch of stories that'll show up. Dana Perino dog. Okay. Dana Perino announces, oh yeah, here we go, here it is. Dana Perino announces America's dog Jasper has died. Fox News host Dana Perino announced Saturday that her dog Jasper, who has often featured on television over the years, has passed away. It is a deep sadness that I have to let you know that Jasper passed away today, Perino tweeted on Saturday about the nine-year-old canine's passing. 
blah 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 and she's got a facebook page and she's got a uh, she's got a tweet on here with jasper with a rainbow over his head 202012 to 2021 jasper with a paw print in the lengthy instagram post perino referred to jasper as america's dog and said he died from a fast spreading cancer it is with broken hearts that peter and i have to let you know that jasper america's dog died today perino wrote a fast spreading cancer caused him to leave us sooner than we'd ever hoped he got to he got he got to send we got to send him off talking about all the fishing he can do in heaven i'm gonna just throw up you know <laughs> excuse me <laughs> let me stick my a spork down I'm my going throat like what the hell is this first off he's not america's dog you know no once again not. i'm not anti-pet let me say that if you would have a pet you're i don't so care. anti-pet i am not anti-pet i just think it's to the point where like i give the example all the time I can't My remember. dog tried to say hello to you, and you just wouldn't say anything to him back, and he got his feelings hurt. And... I don't, you know, once again, I mean, <laughs> how many times have I been to somebody's house where, like, the dog, like, oh, the dog won't, won't hurt you. Bonk, I just lost a finger. Oh, my finger's gone. <laughs> you know, what do you mean the dog won't hurt me? You that know? would be my dog, actually. <laughs> well, but once again. It's an animal. It's not a person. <laughs> you know, in the hierarchy of life, it's just like like I gave that example. The, the, you know, remember, it was happened a year, oh, a year and a half so ago. so funny. Some no-kill shelter, a pipe broke, you know, and they were on Facebook. Oh, we need help. We, oh, our dogs, our dogs are in an inch of water. There's water. It's two inches of water in the kennel. We need somebody to come take these dogs while we clean up the mess and we get the plumbing fixed. And five 5,000 people showed up. 5,000 people showed up to, you know, take these dogs, okay? But yet if somebody put on Facebook, oh, my baby daughter, you know, we live in a terrible house and there's rats running around and the pipe broke and there's two inches of water on the floor. Come pick up my baby daughter until we get the house fixed. Nobody would show up, okay? How sad is that? You know, why is it that we have these, you know, and once again, I will say this and I'm going to get in trouble for that, okay? Humane Society of Missouri, their new fancy schmancy building right there in Page, it shoots, Okay. I have a problem with that. I really do have a problem with that. Why do you have a problem with that? Because they don't pay any taxes on it. It's a not-for-profit. They got a, they got a multi-million-dollar building, big fancy schmancy building. Okay, multi-million-dollar building. They pay zero taxes on that. It's my problem I have with churches. I don't. Th- I think the churches should be taxed. And NPR. Well, but they get government money. You know, and once again, people people die and leave their 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 inheritance to like the Humane Society of Missouri. Okay, they I, do. I have a problem with that. Leave your leave your inheritance to to somebody to go to college to get their degree to become a doctor or a lawyer or just go to college. Or, you know, or or to you know become go to American Trade School and learn how to do HVAC that kind of stuff. I mean, don't leave your inheritance to dogs or a dog shelter or you know like you know. And once again, I get it; they have a purpose, but I think that their purpose is has been elevated by the fact that oh, they take care of dogs. I could care less. You know. And once again, Still better. No, I just you know once again I know how how you've got these two monstrous dogs. How what are the size of your dogs? One's one eighty four and one is one thirty four. Can I be honest with you? Mm-hmm. I think that's crazy. Well, it's a good thing that they're not your dogs, isn't <laughs> why, it? Why do you have a dog that weighs one hundred eighty four pounds? For people like you. <laughs> to make me mad. <laughs> I don't get it. He's actually just a teddy bear. Explain it to me, though. I mean, what does he do for you? Does he does he cut he your grass? He gives me comfort. Does he cut your grass? 
No. If the if the plumbing breaks, does he get out his wrenches and 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 fix the 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 float in the toilet? No. <laughs> but he is there. He is a protector, and he makes sure that uh, he's actually my husband's dog, and my husband's been kind of a, under the weather, and uh, he sits there and he is this man's protector. Okay, there was a story. It's, the, it's it's actually beautiful. There was a story over the weekend, and I read this in two different news sites. A terrible story of this guy that think he went nuts, uh, someplace down in the south. It's it's a former a guy was a marine and did four bunch of tours of duty in Afghanistan, like in the in the early two thousands, like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, and apparently he went nuts, and he went over to these people's house and he was saying about how you know they didn't even know who he was that that Jesus Christ was something, you know, I mean, he was going weird. So they call the police on him. The police show up and they talk to the guy and the guy leaves. Okay. Eight hours later, he comes back and he kills the, kills the, the, the husband, the kills, the, 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 the wife kills the grandmother, kills a two month old baby and the family dog. And the story, the way the story was written, the story was, was the family dog was mentioned before the two year old kid who was murdered. Okay, once again, why do we even put in the fact that he killed the family dog? And people are going like, oh, my God, he's such a terrible person. Not only did he kill all these people, he killed the family dog. Okay, he murdered four people. He, he shot these people to death. He shot, a, you know, a two-month-old kid in his mother's arms, and yet people are concerned that he shot the family dog. Explain that one to me. Well, I can't explain that to you, but I can say that if you make a movie and the dog dies, your movie will flop. <laughs> That's true. So, oh, hey, oh, hold on. So so you're telling me that if we had a dog that died in our show, our show would flop? Yes. Oh, hey, flop, Floppy, come in here. Come in the studio here. Oh, Floppy, oh, Floppy just flopped over and died. Our show just died because the dog died. 722. <laughs> You're not going to touch that one, are you? Nope. <laughs> Westplex 107.1 AM 1350 crap and 104.5 KSLQ. The Trimal cast, and we are BS in the Morning. Web address is bsinthemorning.show. That's Shelly's favorite song. That's from the Austin, Texas native Nelly. <laughs> I was wondering if that was Nelly. Yeah. I and, really like that him song. Him and Blanco Brown. And it's funny because you had no idea, as a lot of people, everybody thought he was born here in St. Louis, but he was born in Austin, Texas. I, I really thought he was a St. Louis native. Nope, born in we, Austin. We accept him as that. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people who accept that. Shelly was actually born in Yugoslavia. We we accept her as a West, West Plexian. Yeah, they let me in. <laughs> Much to Brad's dismay. There's a new book coming out, which is sort of a biography of Burt Reynolds' life. Okay? And it's interesting the uh there are a lot of interviews with him before he passed away and you know what he said was the biggest mistake he ever made in his life leaving sally fields posing nude for cosmopolitan in 1972 remember that i do <laughs> he for those of you who don't know the story uh, cosmopolitan hired him at the time he was a up and coming actor young guy 1972 would have been he was born in, um, I think he was born in, in what, early 40s. Anyway, he was an up-and-coming actor, 
1972, uh, he was approached by Cosmopolitan because this is when the women were complaining that why can the men have nude centerfolds in Playboy? Why can't women have nude centerfolds in their magazines? So they had a nude, they had, they had <laughs> Burt Reynolds. Uh, was he laying on a bearskin rug or something like that? Yes. Uh, with with and, and he was like laying with his hand propped up, uh, with his head propped up in his hand, I believe, smoking a cigar, and his other hand strategically, pro, you know, uh, posed so you couldn't see his junk. Okay. And he said that was the biggest mistake of his career, 1972, because after that nobody took him seriously. And interesting. Really? Yeah. He said he get this, the movie Deliverance. I've never seen that movie. You ever seen that movie before? I've never seen it's it. It's always fun and games till somebody hears a banjo. Okay, I've never. I'm, so you've seen the movie before. He claims <laughs> that he was told by insiders in Hollywood that he was going to get an Oscar nomination for his role in Deliverance, but everybody said, "Well, you can't do that for Burt Reynolds because he posed news nude in Cosmopolitan," and he said that that dogged him his entire life. Now, get this. You know, they talk about, you read these stories about actors and actresses that turn down roles. Okay, mm-hmm. wait till you hear the roles he turned down. Where did I find that? Um, I mean, it's like, it's like, it's like unbelievable. He turned down roles in, uh, where is it? Okay, turned down lead roles in The Godfather. One, one, no way. Yeah, it's, according to reports, Reynolds turned down lead roles in The Godfather. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Pretty Woman. He was going to uh, star... He was going to op- be Richard Gere? Yes, he was going to star opposite... What's her name? I always can never remember her name. What's her name? Pretty, Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts. I have a mental block with that. MASH. And w- wait to hear this. He was going to replace Sean Connery as James Bond. <sighs> And he turned that down? He turned down. Well, it sounds like he was a self-saboteur or a crappy <laughs> well, agent. Well, no, he, did, he didn't think that those, once again, he, he apparently he didn't thought, you know, think about it. There are movies that come out that everybody's going, oh, my God, this is going to be the best movie. And it comes out and it goes nowhere. And then there are other movies that come out that are like nobody's ever heard of before and they become like cult hits. You know, like, for example, I heard the other day they were talking about what movie was they talking about when it came out. Like, for example, the classic cult movie. Fiction. No. I don't understand that movie. Well, I don't understand it's. it's... I've never seen it, but the the the. It's Jim, probably a good thing. The Jimmy Stewart movie, "It's a Wonderful Life," that yes, that bombed at the box office. You know that? It did nothing at the box office. It was like a tremendous disappointment at the box office. I think part of it was they 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 released it in the summer of all crazy things, and when it came out, nobody went to see it. It was like, oh, it's a Wonderful Life. Who cares? So now it's like a cult. A cult classic, okay? It is. Can you imagine him as, I guess, lead roles? I guess he was going to be the Godfather. One Floor of the Cuckoo's no. Nest. I'm, well, I get that's what said. Lead roles. Uh, One Floor of the Cuckoo's well, Nest. Well, it sounds like he doesn't do serious roles. Well, he did. Because they said that, that in 1997, he got a, um Oscar nomination for um, Boogie Nights. Have you ever seen that movie before? I have not. I understand that's like another, another cult classic. Everybody's like, oh, my God. He was, As a young actor, he was often compared to young Marlon Brando. While Reynolds was determined to carve out his own identity in Hollywood, the outlet note, noted that he had some missteps along the way. And that was the thing. According to the reports, Reynolds turned down blah, 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 blah. Uh, MASH, as well as the opportunity to replace Sean Connery as James Bond. God. And Isn't he said, like that the ultimate compliment? And this is what he said. He said it and was, where they got the... 
the second to last Sean Connery? I, I, I have no idea. It was the Cosmo spread that haunted Reynolds. Quote, standing ovations turned into burlesque shows, hoot halls, hoots and cat calls, he once recalled. They cared more about my pubes than they did about my acting. That's one of his quotes. But Reynolds, well, he was sexy. But Reynolds went on to enjoy a successful decades-long career as performer, also found solace not in Hollywood, but back home in Florida. This is, quote, my life was very peaceful, not all like Hollywood. He once told uh, Cosmopolitan, he died at 82. I'm simply having a wonderful time being in my hometown. Now, here's another bizarre fact, okay? And let me see if I can find this. Um, here's the headline. Burt of the story. Reynolds died in 1982? No, no, no. He was, he was, no, they, he, he, it was a movie. Uh, anyway, I don't know. Let me read this. Burt Reynolds remains okay. find home in Hollywood Cemetery more than two years after his death. <laughs> Burt Reynolds finally reached his final resting place Thursday at a storied Hollywood Cemetery. This is a story that originally ran in um, February 11th of this year. This year, uh, A small private ceremony was with relatives taking part remotely via Zoom was held Thursday morning at Hollywood Forever Cemetery where Reynolds' cremated remains were placed in a grave next to the lake nearly two and a half years after his death. A temporary headstone simply reading, Burt Reynolds now marks the site, but a bronze or stone bust of him is being commissioned with hopes that it would be unveiled and open to the public. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, talks about how uh, after the ceremony on Thursday, a wreath and flowers draped the grave, and a lone fan appeared with a tiny Trans Am, the car that became synonymous <laughs> with Reynolds through smoking the bandit. A college football stand at Florida State University, Reynolds became an actor be- and then became one of the biggest stars in Hollywood in the 70s and 80s, known for his mustache, his cocky laugh, and his maverick swagger. He starred in movies including Deliverance, Gator, and Boogie Nights, for which he was nominated for an Oscar. Reynolds died at age 82. On September 6, 2018, at a hospital in Jupiter, Florida, he was cremated a few days later. Memorial with small group of family and friends was held in Florida two weeks later. It's not clear why it took two and a half years for the gravesite to be established, and Reynolds' surviving relatives seeking privacy after his death have not publicly had not been public about the process. His niece, Nancy Hess, is the overseer of the estate, the legal and financial affairs of which were settled and closed in December. Reynolds is near the grave of actor Tyrone Power at the cemetery that is also home to the graves of Mal- of Judy Garland, Cecil B. DeMille, Rudolph Valentine, Douglas Fairbanks, Reynolds Graves is across the lake from Rockers, Johnny Ramone, and Chris Cornell. Cemetery founded in, 19, in 1899, located near the Paramount Picture Lot, has become both a historical landmark and a cultural hub in Los Angeles, home to pre-pandemic concerts and movie screenings. Socially distanced yoga classes have been offered in recent months. Okay, so he died in 2018, and they just buried him in February of this year. Is that weird or what? Years ago, I did a talk show with a bunch of veterans, and this was on the old 1350 The Mouth, the mouth that's given you Brian Nieves and Paul Kurtman and Tim Jones and all these other people, and, and all, another veteran of The Mouth, you know, who was Justin Alferman, who won't talk to me anymore, who Justin Alferman was a high school kid that I hired, and now he's like, he's like Mike Parsons' right-hand person. That's why he won't talk to me anymore, because anyway, that's a whole other story. But these guys had an organization where what they did was they went around to to uh, funeral homes and they claimed the cremated remains of veterans that nobody had claimed. So I don't know what to say about that. These veterans had died and most, you know, not not in, like in combat, but they died, you know, years, 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 decades after they were, you know, in the service and they were cremated and nobody picked up the remains nobody cared so these guys went around and had a relationship with all these funeral homes and i believe 
they got permission to take these these urns with these and some of them weren't even in urns they were just like in box they put the like the cremated remains yeah, in a the box yeah the little white boxes and they took them to like to um, Jefferson Barracks and if you've ever been to Jefferson Barracks unfortunately I've been to Jefferson Barracks too many I times I never have been there oh my god what a beautiful place I uh, I I can only imagine I've been to too, how I would feel over the past 10 years I've been to too many funerals there and I've, I've never been to a funeral there it's sad I mean, and it, it's just, it's just, you look out and it's just so, it's, and it's on the, my, years ago, my son, my youngest son, when he was still running cross country, had a cross country meet and uh, they were actually in the park. There's like a park next to the, the cemetery and, um, and had a cross country meet through there and something, they got delayed or something, I can't remember what the deal was, but he, you know, so he had to stay with his group and I'm like sitting around doing nothing. So I'm going to drive around. So I drove around and there's a couple spots in that in a park in the, the cemetery where you're up in the bluffs of the Mississippi River. It's just beautiful. Uh, and, uh, you know, it is so well kept up. As opposed to my mom and dad's, dad's cemetery. It's amazing how I brought this in. You know what I did yesterday? What'd you do? You went out there and cleaned it, didn't you? I went up and cleaned up my mom and dad's gravesite again. God, this makes me mad. This is a cemetery that the lady who owned it, as a matter of fact, Jay Nixon was behind. That the lady who owned the cemetery got pushed out by Jay Nixon. Don't ask me why. Don't still don't understand the whole deal. And it was essentially given to a local funeral home. And I'll be honest with you, they do a horrible job of, of I was there two weeks ago. And you couldn't drive through the place because there were so many tree limbs that had fallen off trees. Storm came through. And there's just tree limbs everywhere on the road, you know, over people's graves, whole bit. And at that point in time, I didn't have my weed whacker with me, and I didn't. I just got out and I just, you know, brushed some stuff off my mom and dad's, you know, tombstones, stuff like that. So yesterday I went back Labor Day and threw, threw my weed whacker in my car and went back and cleaned it up. And you know what I did? I did about six or uh, seven or other people's graves as well too, because they don't cut the grass, they don't trim anything. You know, are they perpetual? They're perpetually stupid. You know, I mean, you know, I mean, are there, are there, um... I don't know. Who knows? It's some weird deal. I don't quite understand the deal. You know, I still don't understand it. And, you know, once again, I won't go Are there big, um, statues as far as the, um, grave sites or are they flat? It depends on what part of the cemetery Where, where, where my, my mom and dad are. It's all flat and, but they're under tree, you know, it's very nice. Um, and, um, you know, once again, nobody takes care of it and it's to the point where it's like, okay. And we're talking a huge cemetery, you know, many, 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 yeah, it's big, big cemetery, not a small little cemetery. And what's sad about it is there's all these little small cemeteries around the area that people take care of. For example, one right near where I used to live, right off of central school road. You know what I'm talking about? You know where the yes, right, ac- right across the highway from you. If you go to Kisker, if you go to Kisker and Kisker dead ends, if you're going, I guess you'd be going north in Kisker, and you go, you go underneath 364, like from your house, you go underneath 364, mm-hmm. and then you go down the hill to Kisker, and it dead ends. You go make a right on Central School Road, you make, it, and it takes you up to the junior high. You make a left, okay? If you make the first left, which takes you back up to the storage place and to the St. Charles County Recycling Center, when mm-hmm. you go up that road, right on the left is a small cemetery. And I don't know who takes care of it, but somebody comes in and cups the grass all the time. It's always well kept. You know, a lot of these cemeteries are owned by the archdiocese. Well, this one's not. I think this is all family members. Um, you know, and that and there's that, also and, one off of Dingledine. 
Well, there's the crazy cemetery that's in the middle of a, of a cul-de-sac in, um, what's the name of that subdivision? You know what I'm talking about? Every ha- I don't. Every Halloween, one of the TV stations goes out there and does this. It's a small cemetery. There's only like maybe half a dozen graves in there. And uh, Camelot, subdivision's Camelot, off of Independence Road, I believe it is. And mm-hmm. it was the property was owned by the Bush family. It was the there's one house in there that they turned into when they bought the property. It was one house. It was the Bushes, as in Anheuser Bushes, the Bushes Hunting Lodge. And there was a small family plot that was that was on one part of the the subdivision. When I once upon a time looked at buying a house there, and I could kick myself because I didn't, but that's another story. Anyway, um, there were no roads, and so I drove my four-wheel at the time. I had a four-wheel drive vehicle. I had a Bronco at the time, believe it or not. I had a Bronco that was white. It was just like OJ's, and my license plate was OJB. Um, that was, you know, OJB. Oh, it was not. Honest to God, my, my license plates were, I didn't even recognize, I didn't realize that one day a friend of mine says, you got OJ's Bronco, and your Bronco, your license plate says OJB. <laughs> and it was OJB like five seconds, five sec, five, you know, it was like a regular plate. I randomly got that license plate. It was on the back of my white Bronco and it was like OJB 962 or something like that. I didn't mm-hmm. even, it didn't even click with me because the guy says, you got OJ's Bronco, OJB. So anyway, I drove my Bronco back there and there's a small little cemetery. And I went back to the people, you know, at the, the model home, which was the Bush Hunting Lodge. I go, what are you going to do with that cemetery? And they showed me. Go, That's going to be in the middle of a cul-de-sac. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. So in other words, people are going to have a cul-de-sac, and in the middle is going to be a cemetery? Oh, yeah, yeah. It's not that far from your house. You know where Camelot is? I do. Go back in Camelot and go. It's in like, and it's like if you go in the main entrance off Camelot, you keep driving to your right, and it's way back in the back corner. And it's a cul-de-sac with a cemetery in the middle. You know, like people have, some people have the concrete, some people have like plantings and things like that. This has, has a cemetery. And every year around Halloween, one of the news stations, Channel 4, Channel 5, Channel 2 goes out there and does a story on, they interview the people who live there. Yeah, yeah. well, how, how does it feel living with a cemetery? Well, it's, you know, it's fine. We, you know, the people, we, we, we cut the grass, we keep it up and the whole bit. Little, kind, little tiny cemetery. Hmm, that's yeah. cute. Oh, 747. Oh, my goodness. Does that mean it's time for me to do something? It is. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Your job. I'm going to play the most the most interesting quote I've ever heard. Sometimes it's it's politicians, you know, you listen to what Harry Harry Truman said, the buck stops here or you know, great you know, orators or great religious people, but my favorite mm-hmm. quote in the entire world is I'm an FAA engineer, scratch, scratch, scratch. <laughs> <laughs> It's 7.40. You're so wrong on so many levels. It's 7.40. Westplex 107.1, AM 1350 crap, and 104.5 KSLQ. Watermelon sugar. What'd you, what was the last thing you said? Watermelon sugar. That's the name of the song. Was it you that told me that, was it um, American Idol, that all the all the people that were trying out, that was their song? I never said that. Everybody said that they did one song? Yeah, that was their song. It's like they get to pick a song, you know, when they try out. I've and never, a lot of them picked that song. I've never heard that before. Oh, okay. It must have been someone else called Brad. <laughs> My bad. It was someone else called Brad. It was the smart, the smart, good-looking, successful Brad, not the dumb, stupid, you know, unsuccessful me. That's that's who it was. <laughs> Well, I'm not going to sit here and let you eviscerate yourself. Okay, crazy stuff. Um, 
a group of four kids from Sweden, I think they're four kids, they have put something on auction, which is going to go on auction, uh, I believe, later this month, early next month. What's and, that? And it is a 30, it is a cassette tape. Cassette tape, and they're looking between, uh, I don't know if this uh, this is uh, American money, but two to two hundred to three hundred thousand dollars. Okay. You know what the you know what the uh, the cassette tape is? I do not. Four young Swedish boys um, got an interview with John Lennon and Oko Yono when they were living in in Sweden or Norway for a while. Oh, uh, how cool. In late December 1969, John Lennon and Yoko Ono suddenly appeared in the snow-covered thigh in northern Jutland. Four 16-year-old Danish boys, Danish boys, were allowed to interview the couple for the local school magazine. And now more than 50 years later, they had chosen to put the cassette tape with the conversation and the never-released song Radio Peace up for auction at Braun, Braun Rasmussen Auctioneers in Copenhagen, Denmark. Okay? they. The story is that they they were in school. They asked their teacher because they found out, and why was John and Yoko, there's a story. Uh, the reason for the famous couple visit to Denmark was a family dispute over Yoko Ono's five-year-old daughter, Kayoko, whom she had had with filmmaker Anthony Cox. He had moved to Denmark with his daughter, and the hope was to reach a settlement with him concerning custody. John Lennon and Yoko Ono stayed for more than a month at an isolated farm in the village of Vust, V-U-S-T, and were affiliated with the experimental Vander Wiesner, I can't even pronounce it. Uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono managed to stay under the radar of the press for six days, but the rumors began to spread, and the local newspaper outed them before too long. Journalists from all over the world traveled to Thai and northern Jutland in the hope of getting close to the two world-famous people. The couple agreed to hold one official press conference for all the journalists. So these kids, four kids showed up. They were 16 years old. Four boys showed up at the press conference. They got there too late. They were upset because they missed the press conference because they had to they had to pay a truck driver to drive them there, drive them there. They first they go to the, the to the the farm they're staying at and there's a sign in the door saying the press conference has moved. It's now someplace else. So they paid the truck driver to pay him to drive him more money. They have a cassette recorder. So they get late to the press conference and they're upset because they just missed the press conference and someone tells John and Yoko that's his four young guys from Denmark who just missed the press conference. They're upset. So they invited him back into their house, and they sat for an hour and interviewed him. And this is the cassette recording. And that was really sweet. Yeah. Well, so okay, it's you know, it's here. Here's the problem with that, though. I wonder if it still plays. Because can I? Can I? Ta- I have. Well, all you have to do is take it to one of those audio engineers that transfer like tapes to CDs, and they'll be able to do it. Well, maybe, maybe not. And I'll tell you a weird story. There was a period of time where for years and years and years in the radio business, we used magnetic tape, quarter-inch magnetic tape on reels to record everything, okay? Correct, yes. And I want to say sometime sometime in the late 70s or early 80s, they changed the composition of the chemicals for the tape. And the tape was usually mylar tape, which was clear, and then they, they, they took... Um, you know, some kind of metal oxide and they glued it under this mylar tape. That's how it became magnetic tape because it would actually record the magnetic impulses onto this, this mag, you know, this iron oxide. Okay. Okay. The glue that they used to glue the uh, magnetic oxide onto the tape was defective. And as it got old, the magnetic, the, the, you know, the magnetic material separated from the clear plastic 
clear mylar backing and you couldn't play it anymore unless you did one thing to it what's that i'll tell you tomorrow remind me to tell you the story tomorrow because i've done it before and it works and i've heard i've heard a story one time that howard stern had this problem that like there were five years of his radio show that when they tried to play him these tapes were unplayable and what did they finally get that worked if i told you you wouldn't believe me a cassette recorder no oh, a sony walkman nope 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 if i gave you a thousand guesses you'd never guess how they ultimately got these tapes to play and how they saved these tapes and ultimately a realistic right uh cassette player nope you never guess it i'm telling you if i gave you it's something it has nothing to do with recording if i told you you wouldn't believe me we'll talk about it i tomorrow. would we'll talk about it tomorrow okay we're done okay 759 have a great day everybody uh peace and i fly